0: and occasionally getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. Welcome to episode 176. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Sophie Tucker. The Grammy-nominated dance and electro duo are currently in the midst of an Australian tour, supporting their most recent record, Wet Tennis. In today's episode, we're speaking with both Sophie and Tucker about the songwriting for this record, their Australian shows, and DJing in the back of a truck we go. Our guests today are a dance and electronic duo who've become famous for some of their Grammy-nominated work, including Best Friend and Purple Hat. Earlier this year, they released their brilliant second record, entitled Wet Tennis, and are currently in the middle of an Australian tour. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Sophie of and Tucker Halpin. Hello, from Sophie Tucker. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for your time today. Uh, firstly, how are you both?
2: Really good. We had a crazy show in Sydney last night.
1: And a crazy show in Melbourne the night before.
2: Yeah, and a crazy <laughs> not show in Splendor.
0: <laughs> I was going to get to that in a second. Yes, you are, um, you are in the country with us at the moment. So firstly, welcome. And I hope obviously uh, everyone has been very welcoming towards you. Uh, I guess, yeah, we, we, let's dive straight into it the, I think it was, you guys were three minutes out before hearing about Splendour and um, the not happening in the grass.
1: Yeah. I mean, we had come pretty far. We, uh, we came right from Tomorrowland in in Belgium. So, uh,
0: yeah. (laughs) That, that, what is that? That's like a, 40 something hour flight 40 it was a
2: lot something traveled a long time and then we got there and we were three minutes away and then it got canceled for the day so that was a bummer but but actually it ended up fine because first of all we got to spend time in Byron Bay which is the most beautiful place in the world and then (laughs) we did like a little show at a place called the north the great northern or something Mm -hmm. that ended up really fun and yeah we had these two shows past few days
1: yeah it was it was great all you can do is kind of laugh when things like that happen it's like part it's part of the it's part of the game
0: of course i just think three minutes is extremely close to the game so you <laughs> should be commended on traveling that far and getting within a hairline uh, of, of the gig but as you mentioned you have played some shows as well while you've been here sitting in melbourne have already taken place over the weekend um how are they and how have the australian crowds been uh, receiving sophie tucker so far
2: It's been incredible. So good. I mean, people like come up, come up, they come dressed up, you know, in like tennis gear and purple and cheetah print. And even like last night was a Sunday night. I didn't even realize because people were so crazy.
1: Yeah. It's really been nuts. I mean, the energy is so good and, uh, it has made us feel so happy to be here and, not missing this wonder show at all It's so worth it with these shows anyway
0: well i'm first i am very glad to hear that i know even from a few of the own personal circles that i have um discussed with there does seem to be a lot of excitement that you guys are in the country i feel that sophie tucker currently seems to be a band that crosses a number of um a number of uh groups if you will i know that uh some of my in-laws' parents love Sophie Tucker. I know some friends at work that love Sophie Tucker. I know people in my own clique or whatever that love Sophie Tucker. So it seems that there's a lot of hype and a lot of love for you guys in the country at the moment. So I'm glad to hear that so far those shows have been going well. Yeah.
2: I'm really glad to hear that it's too. It's mutual. Yeah.
0: We
1: love it here. We always say if it wasn't so damn
0: far from yeah. our
1: families, we would totally live there.
0: <laughs> We don't like to make it easy for people, but when they do arrive here, we try and show them the effort is uh, reciprocated, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you are touring your most current record at the moment. Uh, it is called Wet Tennis. It did come out in April, so we have been able to live with the album for a little bit. But um, I guess to begin with, this album, firstly, is fantastic. Congratulations on the album because it is brilliant, and I think it kind of encapsulates the best of what Sophie Tucker does in terms of... M- mixing numerous sonics together and having it work um, as as a beautiful kind of party soundtrack, if you will. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thanks. We had a lot of fun making this one. Yeah.
0: I know that usually you guys would write, produce, create while on the road with the, the world, the way that it's been the last few years in the pandemic, not to be too COVID heavy, but I guess with Wet Tennis, how was that songwriting process and how did it differ because obviously you're not in the back of planes or trains or buses. You are at home riding and, and trying to create.
2: Yeah, it was definitely very different. I mean, I think part of the side effect was that we actually got to put a lot more intention and time into everything. So we really built out a whole, like a whole universe, and got to really think about, you know, the aesthetic and the album title and the track listing and like everything was really meticulously thought about because we just had the time.
1: Yeah as well as making the music i think uh we had way more time to do it and it was really different than the first album when we were touring and making it like you were saying we had in our minds what's going to make the crowd move what's going to be a perfect song to perform and like really we're thinking about the performance when creating the music and this time we didn't know when we get to perform again we didn't you know we weren't thinking about how is this going to translate to a performance we weren't thinking about that all the time sometimes we were thinking about you know let's just make music we'd want to listen to right now when we're at home hanging out in the living room or making food in the kitchen and I think uh some of the songs with some chiller vibes like Original Sin or Forgive Me or something like you know some stuff like that kind of hits those aspects of life that we were doing a lot more than usual because of the pandemic. Also we were DJing every day. So we were live streaming and that was very also inspiring, I think for the music making, because we wanted to make songs that fit into our DJ sets. So
0: 100% I can, um, I think that there was one, where did I say it? There was a DJ set that you guys did in the back of a truck in Miami which looked incredible. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> it was so
1: fun. we We just were trying to come up with fun ideas to like do things <laughs> and and keep the connection <laughs> with the uh, the community that was really building around these live streams. There were people all over the world that would tune in every single day at the same time. Even in Australia, and it was 3 a.m. every day when we would do it. I apologize <laughs> to anyone in Australia who was frustrated. We're
0: committed, if nothing.
1: <laughs> you are committed. <laughs> and and we were doing it in our, in our living room for like hundreds and hundreds of days. And it had been my dream since I got that truck. Even before I bought the truck yeah. in COVID, I was like, I want to end up live streaming a DJ set in the back of a truck <laughs> while it's driving around our neighborhood. And eventually we got there. And then we even did one actually through a safari in Florida. So we we were DJing in the back of the truck with like rhinos and giraffes, zebras. It was so it was cool. so fun. We actually are um, we're planning a next level live stream in a vehicle soon. That um, I won't say more, but uh, we're pretty psyched about it.
0: <laughs> I'm very very excited to have almost like a, a semi-scoop, if you will, or at least to hear that there's something in the works. So we'll make sure that we do promote that when it is out. And I'm very, I look forward to seeing what it is. That's fine. With, um, with this record, as you mentioned, you were live streaming, you were kind of bringing together quite a few people in a time that was very difficult for, for a lot of people. And I think that the upbeat nature of, of both of you, the, the personalities that you both have, the personality that the music has as well, definitely helped. And with that, I think that Sophie Tucker from the band that you were pre-pandemic to the band that you are now has grown exponentially because it seems that um, even just using Australia as an example, I think last time you were here, you played the Corner Hotel, which is a beautiful venue in Melbourne. Whereas this time you played the Forum, which is like two to three upgrades worth. I think that you've made such a connection with people throughout the pandemic. And I was wondering if that's the same for you on on your side of it i guess if you've noticed that other than the venue upgrades that people seem to be engaged a lot more with the band
2: yeah definitely the venue upgrades and also just like the quality of the connection like you know the the extent to which even like people understand the assignment of what to wear at a sophie Tucker concert you know what i mean like that actually always blows my mind when like you could walk around the street and, like, see a crowd of people and you're, like, they're definitely going to a Sophie Tucker show. Like, it's, I feel like it's become very clear, like, what it is that we stand for and what the aesthetic is and, like, what the whole world, like, beyond the music is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, just, I mean, generally, like, numbers-wise, like, followers-wise, like, we, like, doubled those types of things throughout the pandemic and just kind of, like, really... It was really nice because it, it, it really was good for our mental health and it was good for us getting through it yeah. to have something to do to feel like there was a purpose every day. And I think also people were grateful. So there was this like really awesome gratefulness that was mutual between us for people showing up and and us for also showing up for other people. And it, it felt really good. And yeah, the I mean the venues the North American tour we just did Was like a way big upgrade From the tour we did before Like some, you know, we're starting to get into Arenas in some countries uh, So it's it's Really exciting, I mean it, it, The album Is an acronym for when everyone tries To evolve, nothing negative is safe That's what wet tennis Spells out um, And That actually is inspired by This whole idea that obstacles are going to be flung at you. We can't necessarily do anything about it, but if we stay positive, you know, keep building community, choose to dance in your living room all day when you can't get out of your living room, you know, these types of things were so inspiring to us that so many people around the world were were doing that it inspired us to keep going and doing things during this time when we could have kind of just packed it in and taken a vacation or something. And you know, I think the negative things aren't safe. They're not going to stick around if you continue to evolve and grow. And that was something we really wanted to say with the album and something we're really inspired about from that whole time.
0: I love that kind of mentality and that, I guess, um, uh, what is the mission statement, if you will, in relation to the record? I think that uh, on the album, personally, I have, uh, Two favourite tracks, I think that the, uh, I think as I mentioned, the album as a whole is fantastic. I think the title track seems to every time that comes on within the house I find find myself moving in some capacity um, and the other one was Larry Bird which in after doing a bit more research found that that does have a bit more of a personal touch in relation uh, to yourself, Tucker, if you can tell us what the personal touch on Larry Bird is.
1: Yeah, well, it features my father, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I grew up in Boston as a major basketball fan and basketball player, and my dad as well is sort of a basketball junkie, and I, I grew up hearing stories about Larry Bird, who my dad used to watch all the time, and one of the greatest basketball players ever, especially super icon in Boston, and um, I always wanted to make a song where we said Larry Bird like on the drop like just <laughs> just like that and we had talked about it for a while and the song finally happened and we were going to we were going to go sample old announcers talking about Larry Bird like telling stories about it and then we realized it would actually be cool if we just had my dad talk and tell the stories he used to tell me when I was young about Larry Bird like just stories that are you know written about and people other players have told and stuff and so we just got him to record a bunch of stories and then we put it in the track and it really feels like a special thing for me for him who's always been so supportive of us and uh such a involved loving dad so it it felt really fun to to have that as part of the album
0: that's awesome i i did read somewhere that he made it to I think it was a show in Brooklyn and and did it live
1: yeah he was really really funny about it (laughs) it was it was a great it was a great moment it was a crowd I'm a 7000 or something and he got up there and it was it was just a great moment for us
0: that's awesome that's (laughs) that's lovely um at the moment, I know that you are touring the world. And so usually we'd kind of ask when bands are touring the releases that we're, we're chatting to them about. Luckily, we have had the album for a few months and you are here at the moment. How are you finding the reception of wet tennis around the world? I know we've spoken about those crowds, but I guess sonically or musically now, I guess a few months removed from the release, I guess, are things starting to feel different when you play them live. Is your favorite song from when you released it maybe a different favorite song now?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I remember last night when we played Summer in New York, as soon as the like little intro happened, everyone started freaking out. I was like, oh, interesting. (laughs) Like people really know the song in Australia, which is really cool also because it's like, it's a song about, you know, New York City. So the fact that it's really connected in Australia is very cool. Triple, um, Triple
1: J's been pumping
2: it. Yeah, Triple J's been playing it a lot. So awesome. that was really cool to to see and like you know, people really sang along to all of Original Sin and All of Sun came up and you you never know what songs. Has you your
1: song favorite songs changed at all?
2: I think that my favorite song actually has become maybe the title track, Wet What Tennis.
1: When we started because, doing interviews, right yeah. when it came out you were saying your favorite song was what a wonderful world. So I think it has changed. Yeah.
2: But I think the reason it's changed is because I, I like performing it so much. Like, it's just like, it's my favorite one to perform live. And so
1: there's really fun choreography. Yeah.
2: It's it's like, there's choreography. I'm playing electric guitar. Then I'm playing acoustic guitar. Then we're doing the choreography together. Then there's like so much dynamic and it's so, um, it's so euphoric that song. So I think that's just, like, become my favorite because I like doing it live so much.
1: It's also a really nice moment in the show because the groove and, like, the tempo is different. And, like, a lot of it is more house music tempo and more upbeat. And that one, it's really dancey, but it's more of, like, like a side-to-side circular movement (laughs) rather than, like, a jump go crazy. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's, like, it's a nice, it's right in the middle of our set, too. It, It feels really good.
0: The live show, I think, is becoming extremely well known for, I think here in Australia from some photos I've seen, there's a big tennis scoreboard in the background Mm -hmm. Um, as part of it. I saw some footage from the US, I want to say only a few months ago, where it it looks incredible. Like the live aspect of Sophie Tucker appears to be this incredibly, as I think you mentioned it before, it's very immersive. the, The fans get dressed up, but even on stage for you guys, it's this... Combining of live instruments of electronic instruments, I think there was one festival Tucker where you even had like I want to say there was screens or something on like a tree that you were kind of hitting along the way as like a percussion instrument, which which is incredible. We actually when you guys are sitting down,
1: we do that every show. That that is now the scoreboard.
2: Yeah, the same screens screens on the
1: scoreboard uh, are triggers, and I drum on those.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah, on every show. It's, it's so much fun. All our live shows, yeah.
0: We are, um, as before we started recording, we were talking about where you've been so far. We are based in Adelaide, so we will see you Thursday to be able to see this in the flesh. Yeah, which is very exciting. you'll see
1: the, you'll see the, the scoreboard at, at work. <laughs>
0: When, you, when you're when you both sitting down to, you've written the songs and you're looking at that live aspect of what can we do to make it immersive for fans, interesting for yourself? Because again, you guys, with all love and respect to the fans, this is something that you guys have to do again and again and again. So how do, do you find that, yeah. <laughs> how do you find that balance of keeping it interesting for yourself and finding something that is going to be interesting to fans and make the live show unique?
2: I mean I th- I really do think that part of the beauty and like the the times that it becomes really fun is actually when it's like autopilot for us like we know the 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 parts we know the songs and so we're able to like completely flow and be in the moment with the people and then every night it changes like You know, every night is a competition, so we we always go against each other. Um, The scoreboard actually is keeping score. So, like, that's an element that is always (laughs) a surprise. And you never know, like, what their interaction with the crowd is going to be like. And so much of our show is based on the interaction that it's always a surprise and so actually like keeping the set list this relatively the same for instance like it can be super freeing because then that remains the same and then everything else just is like
1: super playful yeah i i do think because there's so much interaction with the crowd and the crowd is different every time it's really part of the show yeah so the show never feels redundant because it's like a different experience and even like architecturally like the venues are different and the the size of the stage is different i know the adelaide stage is i was looking at the specs for it because we were just planning the stage and it's much smaller and so it you know it'll be a little different so the way we move with each other mm-hmm. and the way we do choreography together will be a little different and, and I, I always maybe we're simple people but I don't think I'll ever get sick of it.
2: Yeah, hey. I mean the other thing is we like the music. Like we make music that we like, so yeah. that's really nice. And also, you know, I'll always find somewhere in the venue to show up that's not on stage to perform from. So that's that's always a really fun curveball.
1: Yeah, she like pops up behind everyone at one point, and it's just like <laughs> a cool thing. Hopefully, that's we'll be able to do well. that in think. Adelaide. We got to see the venue. Yeah. Sometimes it's not possible, but.
0: I, once we've finished recording, I've got one or two ideas that we can we can hand over in terms of the Adelaide venue to let you know. Perfect. So um, we won't give it away on on the recording. Um, with With I guess being able to be so free and uh, I guess having that freedom in going with the flow, how often do ideas kind of come up to you where you could improve them or new ideas about the live show? Like in terms of I know that you're on you're still promoting wet tennis at the moment, but in the background or behind the scenes are you, have you already started planning what you could do for the next tour or the next album or kind of where ideas are just constantly coming?
2: Yeah. Ideas are definitely constantly coming. I think everything that we do is like iterative, you know, we get to make something and then we get to perform it. And then like the feedback and the travel and the connections and the whatever then gives us more inspiration to do something else. And then, so yeah, I don't we're, we're still like very much in what tennis world, but we're always creating and yeah, the, have, the next thing is forming.
1: We have songs that we're really excited about. We don't have, you know, we haven't started thinking about overall project themes. It, we like to kind of just like make the best songs we can and then start shaping it, seeing what it the music kind of indicates the, uh, the rest of the ideas about it but we really are in uh, wet tennis mode. still. So there's a ton of remixes that we have that we've been DJing a lot when we were just on a DJ tour in Europe. And some of these remixes haven't come out yet and they're really fun and exciting. A lot of them actually. So there's still a lot to go on, on wet tennis.
0: That's very exciting to know. And um, I, as I mentioned, the album is incredible. So I'm looking forward to that. We're still able to kind of remain in that phase for a little bit longer um, as we mentioned, see you on the rest of your Australian tour for the rest of this week. Um, before we wrap up, uh, Sophie and Tucker, we would usually ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to, if there's an album or EP, single track, whatever it may be that's um, got got on high rotation at the moment.
2: Okay, last night, last night in the dressing room, we were dancing around and Tucker was, like, leading mm-hmm. us in a choreography.
1: Well, we were just goofing around. It was so we're, funny. We were warming up before the show and we started dancing. With Setmo, actually, who was playing before us, they came up and we were doing this funny dance. It was the song was, is it called Free? It's it's a song, um, Florence and the Machine, but it's a blessed Madonna remix. I think it's called Free. So good. Let me make sure. It is a really good remix. It's really interesting, like tempo wise, and it's cool. Let me see. I think it's called Free.
0: Yeah, it's called Free. <laughs>
1: You should link should that song up. It's
0: awesome. Yeah. There it <laughs> I will put the link for that track uh, in the podcast episode, along with the rest of the tour dates for yourselves uh, for the rest of this week. Sophie and Tucker, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. I do appreciate it, and congratulations again on Wet Tennis and the tour, which uh, which is continuing throughout the week.
2: Thank you. Thank you so
0: much. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Sophie Tucker for their time. Wet Tennis is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to buy the record or catch them on their remaining tour dates. We also want to give a huge shout out to Millie and Positive Feedback for helping out with today's interview. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Wednesday and Friday morning. We now have a Patreon, which you can find within the show notes of this episode you can follow the player's profile on spotify and you can follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok until next week cheers